Have you ever noticed that the lower jaw is not protected in sports? Did you know that 10,800 concussions will happen today? This has been an upward trend for the past 50 years. I'm Dr. Michael Hutchison, a practicing neuromuscular dentist. When my son wanted to participate in football and rugby, I was afraid he was going to get a concussion. That fear led me to finding the missing link to reducing concussions. The fact is, the only part of the skull that is not protected in sports is the lower jaw. If you want to drastically reduce concussions, there are three basic jaw positions that affect concussions and two of them are not good. The correct one is called physiologic jaw position. It will dissipate the force away from the brain. Knowing that, I designed an appliance that put my son's jaw in the right place and as a result, he was concussion-free from fifth grade all the way to senior year. This jaw position takes those 10,800 concussions today down to 28. It's the key to concussion protection. As a parent, this is what you need to know. It's extremely important that the device you are using is on the lower jaw. Thickness of the device is important. Most importantly, it must position and hold you in your own unique personal physiologic jaw position. So if your child goes out on the field with the correct jaw position, your son or daughter will not one of those 10,800 concussions today. Get yours today at powerplusmouthguard.com. Use the promo code POWERUP2023 for 10% off. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you all about it. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. He was the first choice for a new NFL franchise in 1961. He was the first to become All-Pro in franchise history. He was an All-American in college at Tulane University. He stood 6 foot 1, weighed 195 pounds, and was tough to tackle. He made three Pro Bowls in the early 1960s. He was inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame in 1981. This is Pigskin Tales. The story of Thomas Tommy Mason. Thomas Cyril Mason was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana on July 8, 1939. At this time, I was not able to find any information on his early life but the only thing that I do know is that his dad was a watchman at a chemical plant and his mom was a nurse. 
But at this time in July in 1939, newsworthy events in the United States included Lou Gehrig making his famous Luckiest Man on Earth speech at Yankee Stadium as he retired his jersey on Player Appreciation Day on July 4th. Singer-actor Frank Sinatra made his recording debut on July 13th, and on July 15th, Clara Adams was the first woman in America to complete a round-world flight. According to the Tulane University newspaper, after Mason had a stellar high school career at Lake Charles, he went on to join his brother Claude at Tulane in 1957. His college career then took off as a sophomore. He played a wide variety of positions on the field, but it was his senior season that stood out and got him drafted into the pros as a halfback. You know, everybody got the questionnaires that this team sent out to various college people. I got a Viking inquiry one day, and it said, Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. And somebody said, well, that's in the seven-man league, and the old uh, Midwest seven-man league. Nobody knew who the Vikings were. Tommy Mason was the first player chosen in the 1961 NFL Draft by Vikings general manager Burt Rose. After receiving multiple offers from the CFL, AFL, and NFL, Mason decided to sign with the NFL expansion Minnesota Vikings. With his $12,000 rookie contract, he decided to buy a silver Cadillac and a pet monkey. He named it Dutch after his first professional football coach, Norm Van Brocklin. Tommy Mason explained his relationship to Norm Van Brocklin as a guy to be afraid of, but at the same time, you wanted to do a good job for him. Norman chewed my rear end enough times, but I knew he was a supporter. My relationship with him was a lot different than Tarkenton's. I don't know how I would have handled it to have someone on me as heavy and as constantly as Norman was on Francis. I think I was lucky to come to this team, and, and I think my whatever talents I had uh, were something that uh, fit into Van Brocklin's uh, type of offense. In a Star Tribune article written by Patrick Ruse, he encouraged Mason to tell him a story of how Van Brocklin chastised him for missing a block that drove Fran Tarkenton down in the ground. At that time, the offense and the defense would watch film together. Norman would run the film. The room was crowded and dark, except for the screen and the light coming from the projector. Van Brocklin got to the play where I missed the block. He showed it, stopped the film, went back and showed it again, then again, then four or five times. And then he turned off the projector and in the darkness all you heard was Norman's voice. Mason, take that Cadillac, that guitar, and that monkey, and... Van Brocklin made a very candid suggestion as to where Mason should place those three things, and then added, and start caring about being a football player. In 1962, Tommy Mason was the only Minnesota Viking player to make the Pro Bowl, the first of his three consecutive trips. Mason joked about how he made the Pro Bowl that year in a YouTube clip on the history of the Minnesota Vikings. You know, you can run pretty fast when you're scared. You know, so you get through and get on out. In 1964-65, the Vikings were getting much better on offense and much more consistent in winning games. 
Mason made the league all-pro team and explained in an interview from YouTube that since the team was getting better and they were winning games, they were actually more afraid of M. Brocklin than they were at other teams that they played. Everybody was getting more consistent on offense, and we were probably more afraid of Van Brocklin than we were of the other teams a lot of times. And so you just want to do a good job, and uh, we put a lot of points on the board. The more Mason played, the more injuries he racked up. He suffered multiple concussions and had multiple knee and shoulder surgeries. After the 1966 season, he was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for a first-round pick in the 1967 draft. Mason spent four seasons with the Rams, but he didn't play much. In 1971, he was traded from Los Angeles to Washington and was only on the roster for just one season. After the 71 season, he decided to retire from football. He reattended Tulane University and acquired a law degree. Instead of becoming a lawyer, he became a distributor for Coors Brewing in San Bernardino, California. He then went on to become a dealer for Allison Transmission and eventually owned and operated United Transmission Exchange. At the young age of 75, Tommy Mason, who was recognized as the very first pick in Minnesota Vikings franchise history, passed away in his home in Newport Beach, California from complications with Alzheimer's disease on January 22, 2015. In six seasons with the Minnesota Vikings, he made the Pro Bowl three times and was on the All-Pro team once. He gained 3,252 career yards on 761 carries and 28 touchdowns in 70 career games. As a member of the Los Angeles Rams, he played in 44 career game games gained 866 yards on 248 carries and had four touchdowns. When he was on the roster at Washington, he played in 10 games, gained 85 yards on 31 carries, but had no touchdowns. In all, he spent 11 seasons in the National Football League with three different teams. He acquired over 4,200 rushing yards and 45 total touchdowns. In 1978, Tommy Mason was inducted into the Tulane Athletics Hall of Fame. In 1979, he was inducted into the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame and in 1981 was inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. While it may seem like he didn't add a lot to the Vikings organization from 61 to 66, Mason was actually a very crucial piece for the Vikings. He helped pave the way for Fran Tarkenton to do his job the best way he knew how, which was to be a scrambler. He was able to maneuver around and throw some passes and secure first downs, and they were able to put up a lot of points. Mason was a very shifty and agile player. In his YouTube video highlights, he made a lot of middle linebackers miss tackles. Mason was just one guy on that early team, that had success in the league. It was just tough to win games because of how well established every other team was except for the Vikings. On the next episode of Pigskin Tales, Bill Bruno Brown, he came to us I think in 62 and trade the greatest trade we've ever made because he was a great fullback, he was a great runner, he was a great blocker, and a great receiver. Bill Brown Although he's only 5'10 or so, he could 
catch. I could mean, run him down the field in any kind of pattern, and he could do that. Uh, he was a very personal uh, back, and a great back. He loved to play football. Everybody said, oh, I love to play He loved to play football more than anybody I've ever seen. When you think about somebody being tough, and you need those three yards, if it's, about, if it's a pass play or if it's a running play, he would get the yards. I know we call him Boom Boom. <laughs> Bill Brown was a, when I came to the Vikings, Bill was already here. I remember looking at films when I first came here and said, holy smokes, this guy is a football player. Bill had the, uh, again, the durability to, to play every down, but, and he was a kind of a runner that if he, if he approached him with tackle him, better be ready because he's not going to avoid you. He's going to run through you, over you, around you, know, take you on. For a fullback and all the, the blocking and all the, the tough inside running that he did, he was a great pass receiver. His hands were as good as anybody we had on the team. And even at the end of his career, he was captain of our special teams at one time. Uh, he was an all-around football player. Could run, could catch, could block, and tackle. Uh, probably a, a that all the five ingredients that make a great football player and boom boom was as good as we ever had. Thanks for listening to Pigskin Tales. This story was written by your host, Ross Blyley, and edited by Nikki Blyley. Sources of information were found online at StarTribuneNews.com, LATimesNews.com, ProFootballReference.com, TulaneGreenWave.com, and alzdiscovery.org and onthisdayinhistory.com Soundtrack provided by Kevin McLeod of filmmusic.io Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.